You're listening to Thursday Mornings with Alex and Don. GMAD. Don is a pastor with 40 years experience. And Alex is just as curious as you are. We look at the most important and interesting questions about the Bible and Christian faith. So let's talk about it. Pastor Don. Alex. How you doing? So far, so good. Good, good. Glad to hear that. Um, Me too. Last episode, we talked about the James Webb Telescope. That was a question from uh, one of the students at Hillcrest. That's good stuff. New stuff. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, this next one, which I, it's either coming from the same person or it's or, or or I like the way that this classroom thinks. Or I was or I was wondering if it might be the classroom. Yeah, yeah, because they've got some really good ones. Um, but this question is. If God is real, does Poincare ref- recurrence theorem exist and apply to the universe? Of course, you know what that means, right? Absolutely not. This okay. is new. Thank you. You've stumped Don. Uh huh. So, so say that at Poincare. P O I N C A R E recurrence theorem. So um, the, the generic ter- the generic term is quantum recurrence. So oh, at some point. Complex systems return to almost exactly to their initial state. For the first time, this recurrence theorem has now been demonstrated with complex quantum many-body systems. A uh, simple way to think of it is everyone, everything goes back to the way it was. Um, mm-hmm. The Poincare, the guy uh, who, I, I'm probably saying it wrong, it's got a little uh, it, thing on the E. Yeah, okay, Pierre. Or something like Point that. Here. Yeah. Maybe like um posture this is the this is the physics journal snippet of it. Mm-hmm. And I'll read this and then I'm gonna let you take over. Oh, I think okay. you got some good stuff here. So possibly that in that in a finite bound universe with finite number of possible states, any system that evolves will eventually return to its initial state, creating a cycle of events that repeats itself. To comprehend the paradox, imagine a billiard table with a finite number of balls in motion. According to his theorem, if the balls keep colliding with each other and the table's walls, they will eventually return to their original positions and velocities, effectively recreating the exact initial state of the system. Um, The implications of this paradox are mind-boggling. If the universe is finite and obeys the laws of classical physics, then, in theory, any configuration of particles and matter could recur after a sufficiently long time. Don't fall asleep yet. I'm almost done. This recurrence would mean that every event that has ever happened, from the formation of the stars to the rise and fall of civilizations, could happen again in an infinite cycle of recurrence. However... The Poincare recurrence paradox is not as straightforward as it seems. The time required for a system to return to its initial state is unimaginably vast. Mm -hmm. The time scale involved is so astronomical that it exceeds the estimated age of the universe. This assumption leads to the question, if the universe is finite, will it last long enough for a complete recurrence? Could it go back to its initial state? Bible proves it. Okay. I kind of thought that was an interesting thing. It is a really big question. It is. And a couple of things that are part of it is that finite and infinite. Right. And, and that yeah, pool table, yeah, finite space, mm-hmm. limited number of balls. Okay. 
Here, here's a simple answer. If you watch human history and have looked at human history, there are tendencies within human history that repeat themselves. Oh, yeah. And it is only people who understand and, and study history uh, unbiased that will learn the lessons to help us keep from repeating yeah. history. Because we have tried as human beings to control so many mm -hmm. things, and then we sort of forget about how important it is, to, you know, got to keep this in check and this in check, and, and, and then we go do this. Right. Uh, what's interesting is the Bible would give us Ten Commandments as a way of monitoring our interpersonal behavior mm -hmm. and our behavior with God right. in such a way that it gives us sort of a map. Oh, yeah. And if we keep within that map, there's sort of a moral uh, framework that works for you and me, mm -hmm. and because it involves God, yeah. it will also imprint a moral compass that helps us then think beyond just you and me. Yeah. Okay. The trouble is we forget. Mm -hmm. Or we follow somebody who's got some great hypothesis. This must be right. This right. must be right. This is going to move us in the right direction. And by doing so, then we end up changing the rules, mm -hmm. if you will. And history is... History is destined to repeat itself yeah. because we're re destined not to study history yeah. well enough, but to read it, repeat its problems. Mm -hmm. And if we studied history well, we'd be less apt to yeah. repeat the problems. Yeah. And I think we go back to the book of Genesis. We look at Adam and Eve, Cain and Abel. The Cain and Abel has been repeated how many times? Right. Just that little piece oh, yeah. over and over and over again. So you go through the Bible and you see they they repeated things. Oh yeah. And we're repeating those scenarios even to this day. Still. So yeah. There's there's tidbits of truth to that. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, that we so. need to take seriously. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. I mean is ultimately go ahead, yeah. if you go back from Genesis and the chaos that was in Genesis one, from which we, all of this earth was created, and you go then to chapter 19 and 20, then you realize it's a new creation. Yeah. And in chapter 21 of Revelation, it's a new heaven and a new earth because the old has passed away. Mm -hmm. And that's the reason is it went back Yep. to chaos. Yep. And if you really want to stay in chaos, you go to hell and participate in that chaos yep i agree that was judgmental but, but it was well as i see it from genesis to revelation it's there as i see tidbits within yeah, the bible yeah those lessons are there yeah and we're if we don't study history yeah marcus are you on this call if we don't study history well and yeah. unbiased and draw from it the lessons mm -hmm. of what went wrong right we are destined to repeat the mistakes of the past. Right. I agree. Yeah. And it's not like a political thing necessarily. You can think of it that way with, you know, many times this certain type of government has been tried in different countries and it's, um, there's always a great amount of propaganda and influence in order to get people to 
accept it mm -hmm. or it's sugar coated or there's an incentive uh, or a disincentive in some cases to go against it. But all the things that it's saying, you know, you know, you don't need to do what the Bible says, because look at this, look at this, what I've got for you right yeah. here. Wouldn't you like this better? And the throughout apple. my just few years, exactly, the apple, yeah. the apple the more things that I that I start making excuses about that I know, mm -hmm. even I can even like a little thing. I'm like, well, maybe that thing in the Bible, maybe maybe meant it differently. You know, you can go onto any, you can find thousands of websites that will tell you and reference stuff in the Bible that says premarital sex is okay. It's not. It's not. It's not. Um, but it's you can it, you can it can get you to think. And that's always going to lead to lead to regret. Mm -hmm. Once you've grown in enough to understand it, and just ask for God's wisdom now, right now, mm -hmm. when you're reading that, if you're contemplating whatever it is that you think it does actually go against what the pastor said or what the Bible said, because those mistakes can be can can happen quickly, and like I said, always lead to regret. Amen. Mm -hmm. I couldn't have said it better. Well, and that's that's the thing that we have to realize is that that this. Well, and the first piece of it is we got to know it's in here. Right. And know where to go to find it mm -hmm. and have teachers that will use it and help us understand it. Uh, if we understood this, I mean, you have bookstores and, and libraries full of books, but if we understand this one, mm -hmm. it will help us not repeat yeah. a lot of the dangerous uh, things that are being repeated yeah. in the human history every day. Right. Agreed. But yeah. we are, we're, I mean, one book really isn't that big. Right. And we really have a hard time mastering its wisdom. Yeah. yeah. And if someone disagrees with you on something in the book, um, in the Bible, look, look, at the, look at the passages that are being used. Read the whole thing, not just the context. Verse. Right. Get your context and then, then start looking at other translations. Because so often I find that the original Greek is much different than what's in the Bible. And sometimes it does not shed any light on, on how it's translated. And sometimes it sheds tremendous amounts oh, yeah. of light. Like John 21. Yeah. We read it in the English. We don't realize there's two different words for love being used. Yeah. John is using one. Jesus is using the other. The other when one. Jesus calls Peter mm -hmm. to go agape, right. he's saying, I, I point it. I, I phileo you. Right. It's two different concepts. Yeah. And Peter's heart is cut. Uh, is he's he's, he's uh, emotionally affected by the fact that the third time Jesus says, "Okay, Peter, do you really phileo me?" Right. And that's where Peter has that. Oh Lord, you know all things. Right. That's the reason that comes in there. It's mm -hmm. not some. Oh well, I love you. Yeah. Oh, thank you for loving me. Yeah, exactly. It's not that at all. Yep. And you have to go back to the original language to get it. Mm -hmm. uh, we need to understand that bringing the English language to the Hebrew and Greek text mm -hmm. uh, often glosses over some really solid stuff. Right. Oh, it, and I understand why it's simplified, because sometimes it is already difficult enough. You right. know? Yeah. There's so many things. Like I feel like at every Bible study I've ever been to, I've got to be... I got to stifle myself a little bit because I could literally talk about a chunk in there 
mm-hmm. once you get the old internet fired up and you start looking at cross-referencing things and seeing like you can put it in there and it'll say like you know oh yeah this, this kind of thing you know is kind of mentioned back in, mm-hmm. in in this in this chapter in this verse and and he was talking to this group and this is what was happening at the time so mm-hmm. that gives some historical context to it and it's just so it's so vast like when at right. at, at hillcrest when we were talking about um jesus saying turn the other cheek yes I always thought that was a really, really interesting um, context because mm-hmm. I, I had, you know, when you're younger, you know, it makes sense. But then once you see that what he was actually talking about, what he was referencing, who he was talking to, and that later on that he actually did not turn the other cheek, right? Right. You start to want you, then you get your full context there, and you can understand like, no, that wasn't really about this doesn't really support a nonviolence principle. If that's something that you're trying to read into it, it's, it's a different thing. It's a different thing. Yeah. And he's being a little cheeky. And I like that. You know, you like a cheeky Jesus. Well, you, you, <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, it, 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 uh, it's, he's a teacher. Yes. It, cause some and he's going to keep the interest of his students. Uh-huh. Cause some people need that, you know, edgy. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. I get it. Um, so that one was really fun. Uh, Let's see what we're at. We're at 13. So I'm going to grab uh, another question here because we did talk about a new heavens and a new earth. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, um, when God created the heavens and the earth, what are and where are the heavens? It's probably everything you see in that web microscope. I mean, yep. they really go out there. Okay. From that ancient thought... It's anything above the earth. Okay. And so that's pretty vast. Yeah. And there were as- astrologers, you know, mapping the heavens mm-hmm. in the ancient times. Oh, yeah. So the understanding that there's something out there, that's the heavens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, every, everyone back then was relying on the stars. Right. And but there was a lot of people that would not have inst- understood the universe as a solar system. Right. Uh, they had more layers. Mm-hmm. Down is bad. Uh, up is heaven. You know that kind yeah. of thing. And so it was flat Earth, mm-hmm. more flat Earth thinking. But uh, yeah, yeah. The the idea of the heavens are up, and yeah, that's pretty much the way the ancients thought of it. Mm-hmm. I think there are some some cultures even that that did know to a to a small degree that we were in a galaxy mm-hmm. because back then, I mean, I used to be able to see it many many years ago and i've seen it once this year and once like 10 years ago i think where you could actually see you know just the cloudiness of the milky way mm-hmm. but because of all the lights now it's really really hard to see you really have to hit it at an absolute perfect time right but they knew and from a perfect place that doesn't have any light pollution there you go that makes a difference mm-hmm. um, the other thing is the ancients that did think about a, a, a universe or a solar system thought that the earth was the center of it rather right. than the sun itself Mm-hmm. Yep, they did think that too. Yeah, you know, there's actually people that have theories that it actually is the center, even today, huh? Yep, goes right yeah. along with the flat Earth. Sorry, sorry, I don't know where uh, the teachers were for that one, but you, there's there's so many convincing things on the internet. It's easy to fall victim to some of that. Well, there's been misinformation from the beginning. Oh yeah. In fact, when I look at Genesis three, I think about the serpent and realizing, you know. He was a master of misinformation. Yep. And is to this very day. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
It could be Fox News is the serpent. It, it could, could be, be CNN. CNN. CNN, any of those. could be any. Pretty yeah. much anything you're getting influence from. That wants to influence you in a certain way. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I, it's nice to be able to know their end game. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I like about how you preach. It's one, it, oh, boy, let's see. I'm going to try to say this without I'm unintentionally like offending you. But oh, that uh, would be nice. You don't put a lot of like jokes and, and, and analogies and stuff. It's the word. That's the way it should be. I'm sort of biased that way. Yeah. But it is the right way to do it. You can't go wrong. Right. Right. Sometimes it's nice to get, you know, some, uh, an analogy to understand something that's very helpful or, or like a visual aid and stuff like that. But when it comes down to it, there it is. Yep. That's the right one. Mm-hmm. Good. Okay. We're at this. We're, will you pray us out? I can do that. Okay. Heavenly father, we thank you for your, the privilege you've given us to be together and also to share with others. We thank you for these questions and the young minds that brought it to us. Continue to bless this process in ways that honor and glorify you. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. All right, everyone, thanks for joining us, and we will see you all next week. Lord willing. Bye. Thanks again for joining us for this week's episode. We are both having a ton of fun making these videos and episodes. And if you're having fun too, please tell a friend about this and help us to grow this mission. Thank you, and God bless.